All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best, you got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcast. Welcome to your podcast. This is Gary Schaller. And this is James Hager. And what you just heard was PSOK, which stands for Paul Stanley of KISS. That's a recording made by a great band called They Might Be Giants. They're from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, They're about, gosh, I guess 30 years old. Uh, The band is 30 years old, not the members. Uh, The members are John Linnell and John Flansburg. They're a band I've seen, I don't know how many times, countless times. Uh, Probably more than I've seen KISS because my wife's... uh, Huge They Might Be Giants fan. And um, their new album, Here Comes Science, is out right now. And I strongly recommend that anyone who has kids and uh, wants something to listen to with them that doesn't sound too uh, sweet, tutti-frutti, childlike, uh, that's a great record to get. Uh, Here Comes Science. It's a great record. 
Very funny band, great in concert. Check them out. They might be giants. Are they the band that did the Malcolm in the Middle theme song? They are the band that did the Malcolm in the Middle theme song. That's very true. And they also did um, the music, the theme music for The Daily Show. Great show. Yeah. So check them out. They might be giants. Great band. Um, So it's been a while, I guess, since we've uh, done one of these. And there's been a lot that's going on. Of course, not a lot of touring, not a lot of recording that we know of as far as KISS goes. But we've seen some recent releases and activity. What have we got? We've got Bruce's new BK3 record has finally dropped. Great, great, great album. And check out our, our last podcast for our Bruce Kulick interview. And on a sad note uh, related to that, of course, we just lost Doug Feiger, who was the vocalist for The Knack, who sang on uh, Dirty Girl on BK3. So that's very sad. Sad to hear that. On a lighter note, we had the Super Bowl. What did you think of the commercial? Well, I thought... Uh... Of course, it was it was short, but you know those things cost a billion dollars every thirty seconds or whatever, so it it about had to be. But I thought it was real, 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 real cool. It was it was corny, it was cheesy, but that's kind of what you want it to be, um, you know. And Kiss did it ten years ago with the Pepsi commercial, and now they're doing it with Dr Pepper Cherry, and I think it's great. Anything that gets the band more exposure cannot be a bad thing. I agree, and I don't think it gives them exposure in a negative way. Um, you know, there's definitely certain things that I think they've done. Um, some would say things that Gene have, has done or things that Paul has done. But there's things that Kiss have been involved with that um, a lot of people may or may not like. I think that the Dr. Pepper commercial was just pure fun. And some people were miffed about the, you know, the mini Kiss uh, band being in it. I thought they were fun, and I thought they did a good job. Well, it's like... Uh... Ten years ago, you know, they sang with what was her name, Hi- Haley something, and the Pepsi Girl folks. Um, right. They, they, you know, they sang with her, and she was a big part of the commercial. And you know, I I was never then embarrassed about that, and now I'm not embarrassed about this. I mean, I think it was a fun commercial and great exposure for the boys. Right, and and then you know, it makes me think back to I guess it was uh, a year ago, more uh, more than a year ago, I suppose, when we were talking about Jigoko Ritsuda and the re-recordings. And those re-recordings, people really, really got like upset. As people like offended by them on the message boards. Not everybody. A lot of people liked them. A lot of people said that they sounded good, and we certainly said that they sounded good. But there were people who were like almost angry that Kiss had done it, saying, "You know, there's no purpose to this. Why do they have to go and do this? They don't sound like the originals, and they're not going to sound like the originals." But this was the reason to do it, right? Right. I mean, for example, you know, I'm a I'm a some somewhat of a casual video game player and and now through the magical world of downloadable content on Guitar Hero 5, I can play not only Modern Day Delilah, but also I was made for loving you and lick it up. And they're all from the Jigoku Rasuden re-recordings. So, you know, there was definitely a reason that they did them and I think that reason is becoming more and more evident as the days go on. Yeah, not only that, but I mean, you know, we keep as as you said it, it occurred to me, we keep referring to these as the Jigoko Ritsuden recordings, but in truth, they're also the Sonic Boom recordings. I mean, right? yeah, th- those tracks are available on that in that package, so why not, you know, promote the new record, maybe with some old material, but it's all good. Well, when you, you give people the package that Sonic Boom was, it had a disc of new material, which is hugely important to us Hardcore Kiss fans and, and some other fans around the world. But then you give them the live DVD and the re-recordings, 
it really gives a great package for 12 bucks or whatever it was. You know, it, it really, it gets people to buy the package and give it as a gift or whatever because it has a little bit of everything for everybody. Absolutely. And speaking of Sonic Boom, this would be as good a time as any to listen to uh, a demo that later became a song, a very uh, beloved song already off of Sonic Boom. And for that, we're going to take a trip down to Abner's Laboratory. Oh, Abner Devereaux, sure. Well, this Abner Devereaux, where can I find him? His workshop's located underneath the Sky Tower. You mean underground? Yeah, way underground. I'll just activate the elevator mechanism. You step inside. Yes, I Know Nobody's Perfect is a song off the Sonic Boom record, but not many people know that this was actually a demo. It started off as a demo from 1985, so without further ado, folks, we give you the 1985 demo of Nobody's Perfect. Thank you. 
What do you think of that demo? I think it sounds great. I mean, you can definitely hear, you know, where the Sonic Boom song came from and everything. And I just, I think it's a great, great demo. Yeah, me too. I've liked that for years. In fact, I was really excited when we found out that uh, that Nobody's Perfect was going to be on Sonic Boom. And I like what they did with it. Um, you know, they changed it up. They definitely made it sound more kind of classic Kiss. Gene was writing some cool songs back then, I guess, <laughs> in 1985. I, I think that that would have been um, a better pick than, I don't know. Burn, Bitch, Burn. It would have been a better song than Burn, Bitch, Burn. Yes, I have to agree completely with you. And speaking of Burn, Bitch, Burn, you and I were talking about this. Uh, it's uh, it's right around Valentine's Day that, that, that we're recording this, and, you know, people are going to have had their, their good or bad Valentine's Day. We've all had uh, loves and losses, I suppose. And, uh, James, you and I had an idea. Why don't you tell them what the, what the idea is? Okay. This idea we had was for us to come up with our top ten Kiss love songs and our top 10 Kiss breakup songs. Um, Both of us have compiled a list of our top 10 of each, along with some folks on the message boards. We posted some stuff, and we got some great feedback. Strictly speaking, they're not just kind of love songs, because some of the breakup songs are brokenhearted, but some of them are absolutely angry and and venomous. And some of the love songs are are cooey and lovey-dovey, and some of them are a little different, as you'll hear it. What are your top 10 positive, love, let's get it on, things are going great, Kiss songs? Okay. All right. This, these are in no particular order. I didn't go through them and rank them or anything, but here we go. Okay. She's So European. Great. I love that song. Oh, it's a great song. Uh, cheesy, but, you know, great, great song, cool melody, all that good stuff. Um, okay. You can't have a list like this without Beth. Yeah. I mean, Beth has to be there. Along with Every Time I Look at You from Revenge. Cool. Very underrated ballad, in my opinion. Um, then She Kissed Me. It's a cover, but, you know, Kissed Away put their own spin on it, and it really fits the criteria I was going for. Um, my Love next the one, percussion on that. How good is that percussion? It's great. I mean, it really is. And uh, I, love, uh, I love everything about that. And I tried for a long time to get a good, what I thought was a good replica on a standard drum kit and, and came up with something, but I was never happy with it. But, um, okay. After that might be the most, uh, one of the most debated songs in the Kiss catalog, but I also think Paul Stanley's shining vocal performance, if not his best vocal, vocal performance, and that is Nothing Can Keep Me From You. Yeah, yeah. Well, even Gene said, you know, I think the term that Gene used was bejesus, right? Like, he said Paul sang the bejesus out of it. Absolutely. Great song. Um, a song that not everyone's proud to have in the Kiss catalog, but I, for one, am. You, know, you can't always get what you want. Um, but one of the facts of life is that everyone everyone needs to have a reason to live. Hey, very good. And, uh, yeah, that has to be on the list. Um, Actually, you know what? I was pleased. A few years ago, when I was back uh, living on Long Island, um, I was driving around on Valentine's Day, and this is one of the songs they played on the radio. Like, local rock radio had reason to live. I was very pleased. Great, great, great tune. But I really couldn't imagine this song without, you know, the keyboards and everything. I mean, it really needed to have that 80s fluff rock type situation with it, so. And I think it's cool that um, Bruce played those keyboards 
in concert. I thought that was a real neat touch. Absolutely. I thought that was great. And how, you know, he stepped away, played his solo, and then went right back, you know. Guy's got talent. Absolutely. Um, number four, you know, classic Kiss, love song, I Was Made For Loving You. I mean, there's nothing else to say. Yeah. Um, and then we got uh, Tonight You Belong To Me. Which, Excellent. Uh, you know, you've got a hundred things on that album that could have been used here, but I went from what I thought was maybe the most rocking love song on the album, you know. Um, and then one that's kind of can be contested. It could be either one of the breakup negative songs or it could be considered a love song. I put it in the love song column, and that's A Million to One. Nice. Great song. Uh, in my opinion, the best song on Lick It Up.
intercourse number one, what would a Kiss love song ballad list be without forever? Well, okay, so for my for my love, everything is good. Let's get it on. Let's have some sex list. Um, is uh, I started off these are again, in, as Burke said, in no particular order. Okay, you're all that I want from hands down, unabashedly my favorite Kiss studio album, Kiss Unmasked. I know that the record that makes some people cringe. I don't care, love it. Um, love her all I can. What's what's not to like? Great song. Good good choice. Thank you. Um, anything for my baby. Also, same record. Another great song. But one of my favorite verses in in Kissery is "Anything for My Baby," and right along with it is one of my least favorite uh, choruses. You like the in the morning when I raise my head, she's beside me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. See, look at So you don't like the I would steal stuff? No, it's I don't. It's call and response is okay, but I don't. I just don't care for it at all. I like the way it begins. I think the, I like the, the drums coming in and the, the kind of acapella harmonies. Yeah. To me, just fantastic. <laughs> Verses are incredible, though. Uh, I picked Coming Home. thought that was kind of a good, like, you know, romantic, uh, you know, things are going well, the relationship is in full stride kind of song. Great song, great on unplugged. Oh, phenomenal. And so much, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm reading into it or projecting onto it what I want, but... When they did that in Unplugged, there was so much other meaning to it. Number one, they were in New York. Number two, Ace and Peter were going to be on the show. Right, absolutely. I also picked Come On and Love Me. It's that perfect mix of what, what Paul does so well, that kind of like, you know you want it, I'm vulnerable, but I'm also going to get you. Yeah, yeah. Right? The starstruck lover that knows what he wants. Exactly, right. Um, Beth, goes without saying. Um, Sweet Pain, I... Put that on there because, you know, love does not have to be all, you know, sunshine and rainbows and candy and flowers. It can be rough, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kiss the Girl Goodbye. Great, great pick. Oh, lo- thank you. I love that song. I love that album. Um, Say Yeah, because that's a song that I guess now it's become kind of this, like, rock anthem, you know, arena sing-along. But the lyrics are clearly about him trying to convince a woman that it's not a bad idea to go home with him. Um, and then What's On Your Mind by Ace Fraley. Trying to kind of communicate with her. It's, it's one of two songs about that, right? The other one is Talk To Me, but I, I picked What's yeah. On Your Mind. Great list. Thanks, man. Um, so, all right. So then let's do the other side of that coin, um, which is the breakup, things have gone bad, this isn't working out side of love. <laughs> all right. These aren't really, again, in any particular order, except for my last three. I think they are probably the three best, in my opinion. Cool. But uh, first, I went with one. It's kind of, not necessarily you would think of as a negative love song, but uh, Hide Your Heart, because, uh, well, by the end of the song, Johnny and Rosa were not together anymore. That's a great pick, and I, I love what Paul said, you know, in concert when they would play it. He would talk about uh, his math teacher always told him that two into one does not go. I thought that was great. Yeah. Great stuff. Um, Parasite. <clears throat> you know, Parasite's such a hard rocking song that people don't really... Ever stop to think about the lyrics? Got to have Parasite. Got to have Got to Choose, you know, about the kind of the lover who's uh, kind of betrayed you a little bit there. Right. So we got Got to Choose. This one, uh, not necessarily negative. It's just, it might be for the, the lady subject, but that's Love 'em and Leave 'em. Right. Uh, you know, you hit it and quit it, you know. 
<laughs> this saying right now. Um, move on. That's right. what she told me. You know, what else can you say? Uh, two-timer. I mean, this song's all about, again, that two-timing lady who uh, has not done you well. So you get the hell out of Dodge. Um, killer, you know. Yeah. Bitch is insane. She deals in pain. Definitely a negative, has a negative connotation to it. Um, my top three, again, another one from the Creatures of the Night record, I Still Love You. Of course. I mean, obviously Paul's going through a problem here, and uh, he he has to get some things off his chest. Um, a song from Ace Frehley, Rip It Out. Yeah. And then my number one breakup song, negative connotation, love song, whatever you want to call it, is actually one that we just became acquainted with in the past year, and that's Modern Day Delilah. Nice. You know, you thought that you could bring me to my knees, but who's the one who's crying, baby, please? Excellent list, and here's my list of uh, the top ten, in no particular order, uh, songs by Kiss about uh, getting screwed but not in the good way, uh, love turned bad, and uh, breakups. Okay, so as you mentioned, Modern Day Delilah, I stole that idea from you. You brought that up, and I said, this is great. I have to put this on my list. It's a great breakup song. Um, Save Your Love, right? It, yeah. Like, it, that one line, girl, you know it's over. We had some good times, but now they're gone. So long. Just, you know, how could you say it better? Um, I still love you. I think the line, one of us knows that two of us don't belong in each other's company. What a gut-wrenching breakup line. Um, what a great song. Oh, it's phenomenal. What a great song. Saint and Sinner, right? You can ki- kiss my heart bye-bye. I-, I love that song. Parasite, as you mentioned, such a phenomenal uh, breakup song. Two-timer, also on your list. Move on, also on your list. And now here's where I hedged on... I had I have written down here a million to one, and it's crossed out, and nowhere to run is there instead. Right, right. Okay, because I mean, I'm glad we both got like I, I'm glad both of those songs are represented. I tend to think of them as very, very similar songs. I give an edge to nowhere to run. I think it's a slightly better song, but it's really six of one, half dozen of the other. Um, easy thing from Peter Chris's solo album. I think that vocal performance is just. Stunning, makes all the hair stand up. It's a great song, great love, heartbreak song. Um, and then You Love Me to Hate You from the much maligned Hot in the Shade record. I think that's a terrific uh, love gone bad song. So that's my list. And uh, why don't we see what people on the boards wrote? So I never know how to say this guy's name, but it's either 111-1976 or it's 11-11-976, but you know who you are. Um, Come on and love me. And he quotes the first line. She's a dancer, a romancer. I'm a Capricorn and she's a cancer. It's just pure poetry, folks. It doesn't really get much better than that. That's right. Um, Grouch 593. If you're romantic, forever, and I still love you. Or if you're a badass, hotter than hell and Satan Center. Couldn't agree more there. Uh, Julian, the administrator for Kiss FAQ, wrote, Every time I look at you and killer. See, nice to see that people agree with uh, our picks here. Grouch 593 comes back with Heavens on Fire and a million to one. Hooligans Holiday gave some really good ones. Uh, so Forever and Second to None. Wow, okay, digging deep with a with a solo cut there, am I right? Yeah, I, uh, I hadn't even considered going to the solo albums to look for these, actually. No, me neither. Um, and then some breakup songs. Uh, Every Time I Look at You, Shandy, wow. And uh, Loving You Without You Now. Huh, interesting. Huh, interesting stuff. 
Uh, Grab593 back again with I'll Fight Hell to Hold You and Reason to Live. Nice, okay. Um, let's see, of course, Marie in green font, Beth. You know, I'm. Why, can, why am I not surprised, Marie? Come on. Um, let's see, Fractured One with I'm in Need of Love, excellent. I will be there. Wow, okay. Take it off, rip it out, good stuff. I, he also listed I Stole Your Love, Got Love for Sale, Making Love and Take Me. Right. Um, Eddie G, 1968, with Forever and Love Em, Leave Em. Nice. And Trout Player, good friend Trout, who's been a guest on the uh, roundtables along with Julian. Um, he said, for the fluffy start of a relationship, I remember listening to these and skipping merrily through fields of romance. <laughs> That's great. Clever stuff. Anything for my baby, love her all I can, then she kiss me, what makes the world go round tomorrow. Great song, forever. And then for the depressing, tear-drenched end of my last relationship, the ultimate relationship send-off tune, Nowhere to Run, I Stole Your Love, Ain't Quite Right, Move On, Save Your Love, Million to One, Reason to Live, and Love's a Slap in the Face. Man, it's nice to see some of the deep cuts and the rarities getting a little love here. Yes, absolutely. Great stuff. And uh, I just feel the need to mention that back to the fluffy start of relationship stuff, Tomorrow, folks, is indeed a pop masterpiece. Incredible song. Maybe the best on that album. Oh, easily. And makes I I wish I wish there was a live version of it or a, or a demo, but there's not really a good alternate version of Tomorrow floating around and I wish there was because it's such a killer song.
Then He Kissed Me is a song written by Phil Spector, Ellie Greenwich, and Jeff Berry, and the song was released as a single by The Crystals in 1963. It is one of The Crystals' most remembered songs, and the lead vocal was sung by Dolores Lala Brooks. In 1977, Kiss covered Then He Kissed Me, with the title changed to Then She Kissed Me, for their Love Gun album. So, without further ado, here is the 1963 recording of Then He Kissed Me.
Grab your Kiss lunchbox. We're headed to Ken's Kiss cover class. Hello, folks. I'm Kenny Kasem, coming in this week with a real heartbreaker of a song from Sheldon Kane. Sheldon's long-distance dedication reads, Sup, guys. I've been a Kiss fan since 1987 here. I wanted to start off by saying how much I'm enjoying the PodKiss program so far. I've been subscribing via iTunes, and I am most impressed thus far. And I'd like to suggest a cover to be highlighted in a future Ken's Kiss cover classic. Kamal Khan's version of I Was Made For Loving You. And it offers perhaps the most unique take on this song ever done. You can credit me as SK3 if that's okay. It's the moniker everyone addresses me by since I did the Kiss Loves You thing in 1994. I'm the guy after the credits roll sporting the Gene Revenge costume. As far as info concerned, this track comes from the soundtrack to a 1998 Punjabi film entitled Janam Samaja Karo. The track is performed by Kamil Khan, Anuk Malik, and Isla Arun. There really isn't much more info other than that out there. I believe that it's far and away the most unique cover of this song out there, and it speaks for the endless amount of covers that exist of one of the biggest Kiss hits ever. Signed, SK3. Well, thanks, SK3. This track rolls in at a staggering 6 minute and 38 seconds, and there is no way I can inflict our listening audience with this stink burger from Bollywood for the whole length of the song. I believe in some countries this song could be used as a form of torture. As promised, here is I Was Made For Loving You by Kamal Khan, Anu Maliki, and Isla Arun from the soundtrack to the 1998 Punjabi film Janam Saja Karo. Hit play, Gary. Now, Gary. For the love of God... Keep in mind, if you have any unusual KISS covers that you'd like us to play on the show, please drop us a line at podkissed at gmail.com. This is Kenny Kasem signing off saying, if you're buying, I'm drinking. And that's our show. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podkissed.com. If uh, you have any suggestions, comments, or just want to talk to us, drop us a line at podkissed.com at gmail.com be sure to check out James's other site which is called zombiefaq.com for all you white zombie fans it's the place to be a big thanks to Julian and all of our friends over at kissfaq.com big thanks to all of our pals at mykisslife.net Keith LaRue and all the staff over at kissonline.com they do a great job representing the hottest band in the land our good buddy Ken at his website which is called kissfansite.com Thanks for all you do for the podcast, your great graphics. If you have a KISS-related website and want us to uh, mention it in the show notes or uh, possibly talk about it on the air, just let us know and we'll see what we can do about that. 
As James mentioned, be sure to check out KISS online for links to all the individual band members' websites. And as always, a big thanks to Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulik, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memories of the late, great Eric Carr, and the late, great Mark St. John. You are KISS, and we are your army. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night.